Welcome. You're listening to a recording provided for the use of the blind and print impaired. Materials or items read on Airs LA are the copyright property of the original authors and publishers. No unauthorized use or duplication is permitted. Hello, and welcome to this series of readings from Discover Magazine, a presentation of Airs LA. Today's article is dated February 15th, 2023. It was written by Tom Yulsman. It appears on the Discover website, discovermagazine.com. With La Nina poised to leave the stage, is El Nino now waiting in the wings? The answer will have a big impact, not only on sea lions and myriad other marine species, but also on millions of people around the world. If mom and pup Galapagos sea lions appear to be content, it could be that we're simply projecting human emotions onto them. Or it may just be that their bellies are full with fish. In fact, barring close encounters with rapacious sharks, they've probably had it pretty good lately, thanks to El Nina. Now in its third year, the climate phenomenon typically brings a bounty of food for marine animals foraging in the waters of the Galapagos Islands. But now, according to the latest forecast, La Nina is poised to leave the stage. And there are tentative signs that its alter ego, El Nino, is warming up for an appearance next fall. Literally so, since El Nino brings abnormally warm waters to that part of the equatorial Pacific Ocean. Should that happen, Galapagos marine life won't be the only ones to suffer. La Nina and El Nino are two sides of the climate coin known as the El Nino Southern Oscillation, or ENSO. Around the Galapagos, La Nina benefits marine animals, whereas El Nino can send populations plummeting. Beyond that, the phenomena affect both wildlife and millions of people living thousands of miles away. In the case of El Nino, its warming of ocean waters sends waves of disruption rippling through the ocean and atmosphere, thereby promoting extreme weather events, from flooding and landslides to severe drought. Is that outcome looming? Bye-bye La Nina. La Nina, the cool phase of the El Nino Southern Oscillation climate pattern, weakened over the past month, and forecasters expect a transition to neutral conditions in the next couple of months, writes Emily Baker of the University of Miami's Cooperative Institute for Marine and Atmospheric Studies. Looking further ahead, there's a 60% chance of El Nino grabbing the spotlight during the fall. But right now, that forecast is highly uncertain. For the reason, keep listening. If El Nino does show up, many Galapagos sea islands, an endangered species, and other marine animals in the region will perish. In fact, during the strong El Nino of 2015, the sea lion population declined by nearly a quarter. El Nino has this impact because the warm waters it brings to the region tend to be lacking in nutrients, reducing productivity of the marine ecosystem. For Galapagos sea lions, this means fewer fish to eat and fewer pups surviving. Over the longer term, global warming could make El Nino years even more challenging for the species and others as well, including fur seals and Galapagos penguins. The impact on marine life extends beyond the Galapagos. 
in early years when neither El Nino nor La Nina are present, cold ocean water upwelling from the deep along the coast of the Americas brings nutrients to the surface. This sustains plankton at the bottom of the food chain, an effect that's intensified during La Nina. But during an El Nino, the upwelling is suppressed, causing fish to perish or migrate. Animals that eat the fish, including birds and sea lions, tend to suffer, as do fishermen who ply the waters off Ecuador and Peru. Impacts on us. Through the unusual heating of ocean waters along the equator in the Pacific, El Nino also affects the weather on every continent, even including Antarctica. As Kevin Trenberth, a distinguished scholar at the National Center of Atmospheric Research, explains it, quote, Somewhat like a rock sitting in a stream of water, this unusual heating up sets up teleconnections, continental-scale waves in the atmosphere that extend into the mid-latitudes in winter, end quote. These waves ultimately alter the path of the jet streams that encircle both hemispheres of the globe. In the northern hemisphere, the mid-latitude jet stream racing west across the Pacific is shifted south of its neutral position during an El Nino. The result? The northern United States and Canada tend to be drier and warmer than usual. By contrast, the U.S. Gulf Coast and Southeast tend to experience heavy rains and increased flooding. California and the southwestern United States can also be wetter than usual during an El Nino episode, which would be more good news for the drought-stricken region following the recent heavy precipitation there. But this impact tends to occur during stronger episodes, and we simply don't know yet whether an El Nino is ready to take center stage let alone whether it will give a strong performance. That's because at this time of year, and moving into the spring, computer models have a hard time making accurate forecasts of what's coming in the fall. Scientists call this the spring predictability barrier. After spring, the models should get increasingly accurate. In the meantime, forecasters are now quite confident that La Nina is ready to take her bows, with an 85% chance that the February through April period will wind up with neutral conditions. Beyond that, we'll just have to wait for a more reliable forecast. Either way, mom and pup Galapagos sea lions would be well advised to partake of La Nina's bounty of fish while they can. Again, this article was written by Tom Yulsman. My name is Brian Lemon. Thank you for listening and stay curious.